podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. I'm Gav and with me I have Kev, Keith and Shawnee after Liverpool have won the FA Cup on penalties against Chelsea at Wembley yesterday and the league is still there, whisper it. Um, this show is brought to you by Felicon. They are a charity partner for this season and we will talk about them a little bit later on. But I'm going to start off, Shawnee, um, straight into it. Uh, loads of people in watching, loads of people haven't hit the like button but they will, Shawnee, I promise you before you start fucking losing the head of them and quite rightfully so to be perfectly honest but if they're watching hit the like subscribe share all that messing but most importantly as we always say stick your comments in the chat and we read them out Shawnee Liverpool and Chelsea um, are deadly at serving up some of the best nil-nil draws you will ever see particularly in big big games discuss yeah 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 they've been two really good finals haven't they mm-hmm. um, like I've seen some people saying that was a poor final I thought it was a great final I think I had everything. Uh, I think it was played in the right spirit as well. There wasn't there wasn't much shit housing going on or silica fouling or time wasting or anything. I actually thought it was uh, it was played in the right spirit. Thought kind of ebbed and flowed. It was a bit like a boxing match. Us force twenty. They had a rip. Then we had a rip, and then it, it died down, and then it go again. And it was brilliant. Um, although Chelsea are miles off us in the league, they are. Uh, a very good side, to be honest with you. Um, they're a particularly difficult side to break down. Um, they're tough to be. And I think that's credit to Tuchel for the way he set them up. They've reached every cup final bar one since he's come in. So it was exactly what I expected. I, people turned coming around saying, oh, they were really confident in that we'd smashed them. I just didn't see it. Cup finals are always cagey. And um, that's exactly what it was. But, if I'm being honest, we could have had the game dead and buried after 20 minutes. We could have. Um, I mean, we'll get into it because that was just, I just thought it was a great final. Like you were saying, people are saying it was a poor final. I don't know what they were watching. You know, it, I don't know. Do you just have to have loads of goals um, to make it a good final? I thought it was well, really I, think, I think the reason it was a poor final is because it ended up in Liverpool winning the trophy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's, it's anything they can do to detract now because. I won't say what I was watching, and I don't know why I was watching it earlier on, but it was a comment that was made, and I, and I, honest to God, this fella was an ex-professional footballer, basically turned around and said, club's done a great job of getting there, but they just don't seem to be able to put it together in finals. Mm. But we, Although winning two of them, so if that's not putting it together in the finals, I don't know what the fuck is. Yeah. Um well, of course, we did have the stuff yesterday where Liverpool fans had the gall to stand up for their beliefs and boo the, the national anthem. Um, and for it to be made out like they were booing 
Prince William, I think it was, yeah. Um, which is complete and utter horseshit. Um, because the way Britain is at the minute, it's an absolute fucking cesspit for most people that live in it. When you speak to them, um, they're being priced out of um, living, essentially. And Liverpool have seen this and have taken this for years and years and years and continue to stand up against um, the British government and the you know the, the people in charge in that country. And rightfully so. But the big thing out that came out of it uh, yesterday and the headlines this morning was Liverpool boo this and Liverpool boo that. You wouldn't hear the thing about Liverpool booing if Chelsea were holding that FA Cup um, at whatever time yesterday evening. Let's be honest about it. Um, Keith, are Chelsea a cup side? They're a very good cup side. They're a very good Sorry, I mean, I mean, what I mean by that is, are they, is that where their progression is at the minute? Because you see progression in teams where they're cup sides and then they progress to strong in the league do you know the sort of way is that where they are yeah you see Chelsea are in that sort of space now where they should be if they're not the third best team in the league now they're making it hard for themselves as they did last season but we've said it a million times on this show what Liverpool and Man City are doing is just taking the the rule book nearly and ripping it up and throwing it away. Do you know what I mean? Like where 90 point seasons are becoming normalised, where draws are becoming as bad as defeats. To, to, to break that, you have to do something special. And I think, you know, Chelsea was being a very good team are perhaps better as a cup side now where they can do their damage because they're hard to break down. They always are. I said it at the start of the season when we played them in Anfield and they had a man sent off and people were going apeshit that we couldn't beat them with 10 men. Chelsea are such a well-drilled side. They're up there with like Atletico Madrid as one of the best drilled teams in a defensive set that you'll find in the world. You know, and it's really hard. Them losing a defender and putting on another defender, all it's doing is taking away an attacker out of them. They're still as hard to break down. They're still as hard to break through. And that's how they always have been. It's how they will be even though it's maybe not Tuchel's natural game, he knows the players that he has and that's his best way forward of doing it. So a cup team, yeah, you can go into these cup games and you can, you know, they have quality that they can have a go and they can, you know, go to Real Madrid and, and have to get goals and they'll do their best to do to do that. But I think their best chance is in a cup because over the league season at the moment, to, to topple the two juggernauts that are there, you have to be really, really special. And there's no other team. We said at the start of the season, there's no other team capable of doing 90 plus points. There's no one capable of getting that mentality right. Because Manchester United were touted as, as a, an early season favourite as well for the league. And we all said it here. Couldn't see it. Chelsea couldn't see it. We were maybe optimistic that Liverpool could get back to that. But we knew we had that in our locker and, and it's it's come to come to pass, you know, that that's what you need to do. So Chelsea, there you never walk alone ninety seven is right. You could be annual in a one off game. They're a hard team, they're a good team, they're a quality team with a quality manager. And we just came out on top, you know, this this nonsense about you know, getting to finals, as Sean he said, and, and not being able to put it together, like how many finals do teams go and obliterate other teams? You know, like Man City can do that against Watford, but Man City and Watford, do you know what I mean? Like it's, when you're looking at elite teams in finals, you'll never get, never get a slaughterhouse like that. So, I don't care how we do it. We don't care if we get draws with them. And this nonsense about, oh, Chelsea fans are going mad, like, oh, you couldn't beat us and you think you're like this. Couldn't give a shit, mate two trophies you'd go do it on the day the whole day the, the game doesn't stop after 90 minutes but we final. did beat them 
No, but the same with Drew. No, in, we won. They give they give a trophy to the winner. Exactly. It's, it's, that's they, the, that's it's what I'm how saying. You determine how it's won. If it's, yeah, it's on, on, the flip, on the flip side is they're going on about this. They played us in four games this season. They haven't beaten us once. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and we got two. Exactly. We got two pots for not beating them. Yeah, exactly. So look, the narratives are going to be bended and molded to uh, the suit. Like it's getting funnier now, isn't it? This, yeah, like it, it, you know what? Just down up what like the other dickhead said during the week, and you all know who I'm talking about at this stage because he's just ranting out him so much. Oh yeah, that the media is on our side. Well, I hope he bought a copy of the Daily Mail today, the Mail on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure he has some sort of Twitter born out where he can see we're nobody's fault. No, favor. Where are you up to? And and that's the way it's always been. That's yeah. the way it can continue to be. So, I seen where I seen the, where this narrative comes from. That we are media darlings are everybody's favorite. It's absolute nonsense. It's fucking yeah. nonsense. And I get it. I understand it. Nobody has to listen to Chelsea or Man City fans. Not here. Not this side of the pond. Anyway, very few of them. So I get mm-hmm. it. I'd probably be the same. I went to walk tomorrow, and I knew there was a Chelsea fan there. I'd be fucking dreading it. I'd yeah. even next week when where they might win the league. Yeah, it'll annoy me because we'd be second, but I won't be listening to a City fan on a Monday. But imagine being a United fan in the office and we walk in next week after pipping the league down to play a Champions League for You'd be fucking throwing yourself off buildings. Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> is, if you're a City fan, if you're a United fan and City win it next season, you'd be high-fiving them when they come into the job yeah. next week because that's how it's gone. Um, with regards to the person you're speaking about, um, he's made comments with regards to us being the media darlings, which is fucking so far off, it's untrue. Um, and then about the money, and I've seen a brilliant um, breakdown. A fella done a breakdown of, of, of the spending in the Football League from Every 1980 year, to 1975. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was late, mid-late 70s then, to early 90s. He listed... All the fucking transfers Liverpool have done, um, the net spend in the ball and where they ranked in highest spending. Liverpool in those 16 years spent the most money twice um, in, in the summer deals. Um, so he absolutely caught that fella on the volley. It's Pep. It's Pep Guardiola. We know who it is. But, um, in case anyone's wondering. In case anyone's wondering, you know, asking in the chat. But look, getting, getting back to it, Kev, I want to ask you a question. And mm. is Tuchel under pressure? At Chelsea. Right, before we get into the game, and, and I'll, mm. this is why I put this to you. You know, I don't really care what happened to him. I'm not as big a fan. Everyone knows that. But his comments during the week about, you know, Jurgen Klopp has managed to make Liverpool the underdog um, against Villarreal, stuff along these lines. And then naming Lukaku in his side instead of Kai Havertz. It's like it's a bit of a kickback from Thomas Tuchel. I don't know if I'm right. But I just looked at that team and I went, what? I think he'd have been in trouble if Roman Abramovich was still in charge. Mm. Um, the Kai Havertz, when he was, apparently he was injured. He had a um, late fitness test and failed it. So he had hamstring issues, didn't train in the build up to it, failed a fitness test in the morning. So he didn't play. What the one change that happened that threw me, well, there was two. There was the one where he brought on Ruben Loftus Cheek and took him off for yeah. Ross Barkley. Yeah, yeah penalties. Yeah. And left Timo Werner on the bench. Mm. Yeah. And he was a penalty I mean, taker as well. It's not just the fact that he's a penalty taker. It's you're you you have a they, they were well in it. 
especially in extra time, they had a chance to go and win it. And they left a pace merchant on the bench to bring on a penalty taker with a couple of minutes to go and subbing the sub on top of some of the other weird decisions he made is baffling to say the least. But saying that, it was such an even game. If either side had won it in 120 minutes by the odd goal, we'd be more disappointed because I think we had better chances, but we didn't take them. And if Chelsea had took one of theirs, we couldn't complain because we had the opportunities in 120 to to take it into our own hands and we didn't take it. But it was a, it was a fabulous game of football. But... The thing that might sit with the will save Tommy Tuchel is the the, the the instability that's in the club at the minute. They need that deal to go through. They need the Premier League to sign off on it. And there's a massive rebuild that needs to happen at Chelsea. They're losing an awful lot of good, good players this summer. And the likes, you know, signing the likes of Ivan Perisic on a free just ain't going to cut it. You know, they're... In danger is of he signing dropping him, out. Is he the... signing him? Is, is Alonso on the way out? Possibly. Yeah. Because. Uh, um, Ivan Perisic. Ivan Perisic on a freebie. Ivan Perisic on a freebie, yeah. How would he allow to do that? No, it's been announced in the last few days that it's, you know, done, but nothing. But how would he allow to do that? They shouldn't be allowed to negotiate with anybody. But he's, he's out of contract. He's out of contract. You only have to talk to his agent. Yeah, yeah. but Chelsea yeah, aren't like, allowed to offer any money to anybody. No, they're allowed to talk to them. No, but they're allowed to talk to them. They're texting them and saying, hey, does he want to play for us? Yeah. Well, then it's not done because Chelsea can't announce the team. They're allowed to talk to him and say, like, a deal in principle. Yeah. And nothing, no deal is ever going to go through until July 1st anyway. And by then, a deal for Chelsea should be over the line. If it's not, Chelsea will cease to exist as a football club. They'll do everything just, to make sure that doesn't that's, happen. Yeah, but that's the reality of where they are at the minute. They have a deadline that they have to meet to get this over the line. And either the UK government are going to have to bend and change their rules, which opens a whole other floodgate to other oligarchs who are sanctioned in the country, which they don't want to do because that will just make them look like complete idiots, even oh, more than they are. Hard. This is all the film news, Chelsea aren't going to the ground. Don't be silly. No, no, I don't. I don't think they're going to the ground. But no, I know but what Kevin's saying. Be, I'd imagine there's now even fucking drama with it. It'll all be so. Yeah, man, Bowley's at the being at the games and all. Yeah, no, yeah, no. That's I, going this, to say. Yeah. Just get. Yeah, I think, I think what Kevin. I think what Kevin's trying to say is that they need to get it. They need to get it done and announced. Because well, Kev, Emmett's saying they simply they need for the impression that the Kevin British Jim. government are giving of themselves. I, I agree. I kind of agree with that. Because yeah. they have to, you know, if a bit of fucks around in any way, the, the government can't sway at all on it. Well, tell you what's going to happen there, right? That's going to go to the last day and Squire going to make a big rigmarole out of it and it'll all be sorted now, drama. Yeah. Mm. That's that's the way it is. The fact that they're letting them even get to this stage in it, you know, it was sanctions, can't do any business, but then they're making exceptions to allow them to do this and allow them. They're always going to get that sale through. It's just... Mm. Who are they it's giving it to? Do you know and I mean? it's, a, it's, it's if Roman turns up and decides, you know. Look, I if it was Derby County or another club in yeah. the EFL, I might probably 
worrying about not one of that big clubs. No, not not a big club, not like Chelsea. Because no. the boys, at the end of the day, you need to realize that there's a squad of 22 players who are probably playing the guts of 80, 90 million a year in tax between the whole lot of them into yeah. the, the economy, and that's all they cared about is. Are we going to have all these lads on the big fat contracts who are probably taxing 40 to 50 percent? That's mm-hmm. the way they look at it. They don't give a shit about anything else. That's it's all shit by the newspapers to make it more of a drama than it already is. It's, it's all boll- it's like it's like when you read about something going to happen to City every time about these yeah. points that don't investigations. It's, all, it's sensationalism and shit. That's all it is. Well, Shani, let's get away from the sensationalism and shit and let's. Talk. I'm not going to go through the game. We can pick up on bits as we go, right? Because I'd rather talk about some players because a lot stood out for me in different ways yesterday. So, Shani, I'm going to give you four show on Trent Alexander Arnold um, because because 23 years of age, um, he's won a league title, FA Cup, League Cup, European Cup, World Club Cup, uh, European Super Cup. Um, He's been in the Premier League Team of the Year and the World Team of the Year, I think, um, by 23. I might have the words of them wrong, but you know where I'm going with it. Um, And I'm giving it to you first because I think it was you tweeted or you might have sent me a message and you went, listen, anyone that tells you this fella can't defend or is trying to throw that at him just doesn't watch football because I thought he was ridiculous yesterday. No, he was incredible. And he has been defensively of reason. I know he, there's moments against Villarreal, but if you look at the whole, he's been absolutely unbelievable going both ways. And I think yesterday was it was, was a game where you could say, now not that he was bad for going forward, but I actually thought defensively he was better than he was offensively. Well, yeah. uh, I thought he was unbelievable. And going back to what Kev said, I think it was about Alonso, who was... Alonso's a class player, let's be honest. There's yeah, a lot to like very good. Yeah. There's a lot, lot to like about him, but the fellas, he's cultured, he's quality. He, he gets into most teams in Europe, I reckon, to be honest with you, as a as a left wing back. He was their main outlet yesterday. And um, Trent was absolutely brilliant. He makes some brilliant uh, big defensive clearances. I thought his positioning was great at times. Um, there's a couple of times when there was balls clipped in and he's just denying it with blocks and I thought he was absolutely brilliant yesterday. And we seen we see him turning out a uh, we see him turning out performance like that in the final. It's mad this kid is twenty three. He could literally hang it up he could hang them up tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, again, there will be detractors that be comparing them to others, but just don't listen to it because I'm gonna be honest with you, these people don't know fuck all about football. If you're gonna tell me that um, Trent can't defend or he's not the best right back in the world, it's like Floyd Mayweather's helpfully used to say when critics used to pick people to beat him. He just used to laugh and say, "These people don't know shit about boxing. These people don't know shit about football." That that right Trent off because he is. I'm gonna use one that the kids say he is Mbappe levels of generational talent in my eyes. I I genuinely believe that. He is a generational talent. I believe he is one of the fullbacks where you look at and you go, "My God, he is one of like he's different." What's the story with him? Why isn't everybody like him? All right, there's young fellas coming through now that are gonna play like him. Who are gonna model their games off him? And you might see someone in that role. He's redefining what it is to play that role. His range of passing, his technique, 
He's he's absolutely fucking unbelievable. The stamina is fucking incredible. Yeah. Like he's a machine, Gav. He's a machine, and he's I getting mean, he's, he's getting bigger, remember, stronger. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and it's not. Hard. It's mm-hmm. some people get bigger and stronger, and and they the body you know, mass goes goes up, and, and they lose thing. that. He's not losing it. The big thing for me is the you can see it in him. He's a winner now. Do you he know knows, like, yeah. When people when people turn around and say. <clears throat> oh look, they're a team of winners, like that Barca team, like the, that Real Madrid team. You can see it in him. You seen him yesterday. He's going up to take the penalty. Ice cold. The kid is unbelievable. Honestly, I I could sit here waxing lyrical about man. I we could literally do an hour podcast on him. Do a two hour podcast on him. I'm a bit hairy for favorite footballers. To be honest with you, but. but Kid screams at me. But, but his poster is at my bedroom wall. I'm not joking. If I was a 12 to 14 year old lad, I know for a fact I'd be out smashing balls all over the place, trying to replicate his technique, trying to be like him because. Trying to grow dreadlocks and all. Like. Yeah. He's a role model. Um, he's yeah, a scouser. He's, he's, from, he's from West Derby and he's literally won everything at club level. Like he could hang them up tomorrow. The fella is ridiculous. He's 23. Yeah. And the scary thing is, he's only going to evolve and get even better because. He turns, for me, he turns into a powerhouse, Sean. He, he looks yeah, to me this, like a powerhouse. We only, we only said this about people digging him out about his, his defensive acumen, but try tell me another player at 23 years of age in the fullback position that was cultured and the finished article as a defensive player. Uh, 23. There hasn't been any. Yeah, but Johnny, you have to look at it like this. You have There's to loads look at it. of good ones. Yeah, but you have to look like, at it like this, right? Listen, Seamus Coleman, right? Seamus Coleman, when he went to Everton, was on 88 for 80 grand or something from Sligo Rovers, right? And was linked with Arsenal and Manchester United in 25, 30 million pound moves going back probably yeah. six, seven, eight years ago, right? And yeah. um, was around the time Moyes took over United. So you're looking more close to 10 years, right? Seamus Coleman was, had a great engine on him. Good defensively, got forward, was cool enough when he went forward, right? And he was okay. Good defender, right? What you're, watching, sure but what you're watching in the 10 years since with Trent is, I find it funny when people talk about his defensive acumen because they are putting him up there and saying, this guy is literally running football games, right? Literally running football games from an inside right position. And we've seen it loads. He just drifts in 20, 20 yards from the touchline on the halfway line. He's going, right, give me the ball. He is running games from where Beckham used to run football games from, right? He is on the wing putting crosses in and he's back defending. And the only thing you can throw with this guy is, well, sometimes he's not back there defending. What more do you want this guy to do? It's 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 so close to the complete package. It's actually untrue. Um. Before we move on, I have to answer this. John Finnegan can't see the Telegram link anywhere, right? Um, the Telegram is an app that you download. The Telegram app on your phone, uh, iPhone, Android, wherever it is. Download the Telegram app. Go into our YouTube channel. Subscribe. And when you subscribe, you can go to the Community tab. In the Community tab, you will see a post. It's probably the second post down, starting with all the chat in one place. And there's a little link with level or written on it. You click on that. You go in, you register, and then you end up in all the different chats on Telegram. Anyway, Trent. He's so cool. It, it, you know, the, the biggest thing, Shawnee, the, the passes yesterday, brilliant. The biggest thing for me is he has that look on his face as if to say, I belong here. I am fucking deadly. And 
there's a little bit of arrogance to him and I like it. You're absolutely nuts and off your head if you didn't think he was thinking, if I win this today, I've won her all. Yeah. And that's the winner mentality. And you know, you, the reason you know that's true is because the first thing he posted after he wins the game is a picture of him with the FA Cup and with the caption, completed the set. Yeah. Yeah. That's his mindset. Yeah. So he know, and he would have been thinking to himself, I'm not fucking. Gav, the, the mentality monsters thing, it's one of them fucking sound boy shy things that I don't really subscribe to. I don't, and even the, the quad show, or fucking Jorgen quad, I think it's all shy that's built, that's drummed out by the media that people latch onto. But you can't actually deny it with this team. It's fucking mad. There's 23 year olds and 22 year olds performing like season bits. Like, it's fucking mad. Now, he's played a lot of football. Don't get me wrong. But there's no way that a young player, 23 years of age, should have any business, like, literally running running more football from his position. Because that's what he's doing. He's won around. Like, he could be 25, 26 and have ended up winning everything twice. What is even the point? Seriously. Mm-hmm. The, Going and, into and, his third Champions League final at 23, like. The you know fella I mean? is unbelievable. And you know what? There's loads of comparisons. And I'm going to be honest with you. Reese James is a fucking brilliant player. But he's not Trent yeah. Alexander Arnold. No. He's a but brilliant player. I understand. Yeah. He's so I understand why he's behind all them. I understand yeah. why Gareth Selke doesn't play him ahead of Reese James, Coyle yeah. Walker, Kieran Trippier, Juan no, uh, Saka, because he's not a fullback. He's not a, a fullback that we all know. That we he's a different player. He's 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 created this niche and he'll always get caught on the defensive side of it because he's not a fucking defender. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a brilliant he's, defender. It's a lack, but it's a lack of trust. Up. It's His a lack of trust by, by, by managers. Yeah. So okay, yeah, just trust him look, to go and do that. And, is, Gav, he's a bit of a maverick. All right. Yeah. Let's be honest. Trent is a bit of a maverick and to manage mavericks, you have to have a bit of bollocks about you. Yeah, exactly. Gareth Selke is a geography teacher. He's a yeah. bar and bollocks. I'd say he's vanilla ice cream. I'd say he eats vanilla ice cream. I'd say he orders fucking cocktail sausages and chips when he goes into restaurants. He's a big child. <laughs> cocktail sausages <laughs> and big, chips. He's boring. He's boring. That's what I don't he know is. That I can't for that. That's amazing. And he'd, be looking at, he'd be looking at someone like Trent going, oh, this fucking kid. I can't handle him. I can't nah, fit him into boring. a team. Do you want to know why? Because he's different. Yeah. The, but the, but the thing the we'll difference is all, run, run all day up and down. These fellas play it safe, Gav. Yeah, play. Okay, plays is safe to keep his. But job. it's a lack of trust. It is a lack of trust, isn't it? It's not about trust. It's just plays is safe. I'm gonna play Coyle Walker, who's faster than short off a shovel at right side centre back, and I'll play another fella who can double down and defend on that side. Who will sit in like Kieran Trippier, who was playing for fucking uh, Atletico Madrid. And I make sure nothing comes down that side where there's no risk, no reward. Well, look at the teams that have won international tournaments. That, that there's, there's an element of risk somewhere with them all. The great Brazil teams, even that Italy team, they had a mad formation in midfield. You just, just let it run. England are too regimented. He's fucking playing Harry Maguire in there. Do you know why? Because he'll head balls all day. He. That's the thing. When, when you're talking about Trent, should not go fucking near the conversation of England. Because he's, they haven't got someone there who's worthy of managing them. Look at Ericsson. Look at look at look at Ericsson. Another boring shy. I'd say he fucking did cut audits on his jocks and sock straws. He's just boring as fuck. And what did he do when he got had all of those midfielders? I don't know what to do. They can't play together. I'm going to throw skulls out in the wing. 
Played it safe. Yeah. Stupid. No balls. And that that's why they won't win anything. And that's why Trent shouldn't feel fucking hard done boy because it won't be until a manager like say Graham Potter got that England job yeah we have Trent starting every week he needs Kev Keegan to come back that's what he needs he needs Kev Keegan to go right I'm here and we're playing he needs Trent. to retire from England he needs to retire yeah. from England that's exactly what he does that's exactly that's exactly what needs to happen Um because I, I do I believe it's a I don't know no it's probably not a lack of trust in Trent it's a lack of bravery in football managers. Jurgen Klopp is extremely brave to tell Trent and, in, and to a an certain extent and sometimes more to set, tell Andy Robertson, you go out there and play your game. You defend, okay, but we want you high up the pitch. Don't worry about the two centre-halves have it. Fabinho will be there. It'll be grand. And we go from there. And Klopp is extremely brave in what he does. And because of that, Trent is doing a job where he is literally, um, you know... <laughs> He's looking after the whole thing going forward at times. Like, literally the whole thing. Like, give it to fucking Trent and he put a ball in the box or he hit a splitting pass or he, he just... He, brilliant, brilliant stuff all the time. And at the same time, he's able to go back. Many goals Liverpool conceded. And then when you break down how many goals Liverpool have conceded against where they came from, right, what happens is he doesn't get up for a header away to Villarreal and people go, he can't defend. He's f-. i seen the fella in the WhatsApp group Right, nothing to do with Liverpool. He is atrocious defensively. And I went, you don't watch Liverpool. Now shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. He's missed one header because he didn't jump. Right, Grant. Right. Me and Shawnee had a row, didn't we? Over Trent's um, thing on a goal a couple of weeks ago. But then you look at him um, the other day and people are going, oh, what about Trent for the Spurs goal? Trent was caught at the Spurs goal, not knowing whether to go with a player or stand off. And that can happen. But when you see that they are like literally... Incidents that happen every fucking couple of months and then they go, you can't defend. Where the fuck were you for the last six months when Liverpool are beating everyone, not conceding any goals? And this prick's playing every game. He's playing every fucking game. 90 minutes, he doesn't come off. He's playing, I would say he's probably look played more Back to the, like, in, in terms of the game, look at yesterday, the, the early chances Diaz gets. Where, look look at uh, Reese James trying to get back in. Yeah. He's miles up the pitch because he's playing, he's playing. And he plays in the back five. Correct. And he and he's getting exposed like that. Mm. Yeah. I think so, Reese James would be brilliant for Liverpool if Trent wasn't there, because yeah. Klopp would do the same to him the way he's done. But what happens with Reese James at Chelsea is, listen, we put him in a back four and they've looked exposed every single one of them for different reasons. Rüdiger is not oh. a good defender. Thiago Silva's old; he's not quick enough. Alonso's more of a wing back than a full back. James is few, the same. There's been a few hatchet jobs done on Trent in the media. I feel I don't know whether yeah. I, did, I don't know whether you think that's probably overboard, but I do. I feel like sometimes. The, the soonest they get the opportunity to attack him, it's like, this is why he doesn't play for England and this is why that. And he's come back every single time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It, like, remember when there was talk of him being left out of the squad for the Euros, remember? And then he yeah, gets injured. Was his own manager. You know, like, everyone was, everyone was saying, "Ah, oh, poor Trent and point on Trent, and he's not going to make it." And they did. He picked him in the end. Obviously, unfortunately for him, he has to sit it out because he gets injured. But he, 
the fella has brains the bone. He's balls of steel as well, and he has the the ability to match it. And the thing is, they can turn around now. If he was from Brazil, let's say, they'd be saying, Madrid, Barcelona, they all want them. Barcelona, Bayern are ready to play in this X amount. The fella's a, a scouser. He's not going anywhere. The, the chances are he's going to play at Liverpool for the next, what, 10, 10 15 years? Yeah. 10 years. 10 years. He'll go down, he'll go down for me as the best fullback that's ever played at Liverpool. And I'm Only three years of age and he already is, Gav. Well, Let's I don't know if he is. I think trophies-wise, because we're talking about completing sets and stuff like that, Phil Neal has more bleeding trophies in his gaff than Everton have. Yeah, yeah, yeah Phil Neal is a Let's be fucking honest. Yeah, but in, in that, in that time, Phil Neal was fucking in the, ridiculously good in this, as well. In this era, he's, he's untouchable. Um, you look at his social media feed and he's quote-tweeted a congratulations message that he's got from Dani Alves. Dani Alves. You yeah. know, so don't tell me that world football is not looking at what these players are putting out on social media. They are, you know, Fabregas yesterday. Yeah, everyone in the game is watching. Fabregas was giving it to him yesterday, was he? Fabregas just put up TAA. Wow. Yeah, and he's a former Chelsea player. Yeah, Chelsea, Arsenal, but he's he's a he's a football player. You know what I mean? You look at the light. Yeah, he's a football man. You look at. Fabregas, and he's done it before with, with uh, watching Liverpool. He, he's blown away by what we're doing as a club. And you talked about Trent's defensively. I honestly thought he was running in treacle at the during a injury time. And then he went and pulled off a clearance from a cross that was going right onto Alonso's foot. And it, it, his engine is unreal. The mentality... To stay switched on for that 120 minutes and then have the composure to go and take a penalty. The fullback position in a, in our football team is the one where you will you need to be the fittest. It's different to any other fo- fullback yeah. in any other it, game team in the world, I think. I th- yeah, I think you'll cover more yards as a fullback for Liverpool than you will do for than any other player on the pitch. Mm. And the fact that he's doing that with a consistency of appearances and performances. He has the odd dip. Who the hell, who doesn't? But when you're Name coming from a dip, make a mistake. Yeah, but yeah. you're coming from a dip where his his average performance is eight, eight, eight and a half a game. He's coming down to a seven, and we're start you start to notice that notice his seven out of ten performance. Whereas most most players go through a Premier League season will be seven out of ten with the odd eight, eight and a half thrown in the mix, and you're a good player then. He's consistently an eight, eight and a half out of ten. All season. Danny Alves is his pair. Defenders are not his peers. You know, if you want to compare them with a fullback, Danny Alves played essentially as a right winger for Barcelona. He wasn't a fullback. He played no. so far up the pitch. He was a he was a full he was a right winger playing alongside Messi in tandem with him. He knows what what's what he knows the game he knows the attacking threat that Trent Alexander has Cesc Fabregas one of the best passing midfield players Europe has ever had very Liverpool. he was amazing see I his problem was he went to Barcelona and he was behind the two best do you know what I mean and, and he just couldn't break in and he knows what's what you know listen to these boys don't listen to Gareth Selke because he's a shy bag listen to Cesc Fabregas and listen to Dani Alves and listen to every other bit of quality that will 
big up Trent Alexander. Don't listen to Jason Cundy. Yeah, exactly. Don't listen to the no marks on talk. But do you know something, Jono? Do you know something, Jono says here? And I vaguely remember this. And one of you might remember. He says, Ajorno ripped Trent in a game that he didn't even play in. And I vaguely remember this, yeah. where the journalist went off about one on Trent being out of position and this, that, and the other. And yeah. it turns out Trent didn't play. Um, so if anyone remembers that game, I, remember, I do vaguely right, remember yeah. it because it was hilarious. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. <clears throat> Shawnee, I'm going to come back to you. And. Um, Centre half pairing. Virgil van Dijk, you know, looked fairly livid on the on the bench when he comes off. But the yeah. word is that he says he says afterwards, uh, muscles were tired. Um, I had to trust Joel to go on and finish the job, and thankfully he did. And he did trust Joel. By the way, that's that was his quote. Um, and Van Dijk is Van Dijk, but can we talk about Ibrahim Kanate because? If ever you've, I've seen so many players over the years being molded at Liverpool, you know, molded for this position, molded for that, molded to be, you know, the heir to this throne and the heir to that throne, right? But this guy, the way they're bringing him in and literally just hopping him into big games and going, go and play. You're 22 or 23 years of age, go and play the game. And they fully know that in two or three years, right? Probably less than that, maybe, um, Matt mightn't be there, right? But this fella, Shawnee, when I see him play every time, there's always little mistakes. But I just think he's an absolute monster. And he's bigger than Van Dijk and he's wider than Van Dijk. But he plays football. He tackles. He passes. He's a goal threat. He's an absolute snip at 26 million, Shawnee. An absolute snip. God, to be honest with you, I told you seven minutes in, I'm at the tearing the bollocks out of Trent, so I'd be happy for anyone of the lads to have a go at mm-hmm. Canate there because if you were to allow me, then honestly, the boys wouldn't get a word in edgeways. Oh, yeah. Well, then shut the fuck up, Shani. I'm blown away by his ability and his composure for his age, and I genuinely do believe that he's going to be one of the the dominant, dominant said the backs for the next de- decade, and that's all I'll say. Keith, um, yeah, he, he is just just the way he's being it's being brought in, and the way he's being trusted. Because we've seen so many players at Liverpool where you see six months, you don't see much of him, and you get he gets dropped in here, taken out. Where it's like every big game, fuck him in, doesn't matter. We've two massive games this week. Yeah, throw him in. We do at the end of the week. It's no big deal, and you know he. There's just something about him, Keith, where I just look at... I've seen really good defenders, and I go, bit clumsy. You know, are they quick enough? Are they good enough in the air? He's, he's so good in the air. He's, got, he's good on the ground. He's lightning fast. He can tackle. He's a goal trick. There's so much to him, Keith, where you, you just turn around and you go, We're Liverpool are probably going to have to move this process on very quickly to where he's literally just the number one defender at Liverpool Football Club. Right, or the number one partner for Virgil van Dijk at Liverpool Football Club, because that is what he's looking like. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Look, he's 22 years old. He doesn't have a, like, he doesn't have a weakness. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's mad. All players do have, have faults and flaws. We know that. You don't usually see a player his size that quick. You don't usually see a player his size that good with Acceleration the being that quick. When yeah. they get going, they're quick. Yeah, but his acceleration, acceleration is he's lightning quick. He's lightning quick. He's Joe Gomez, but bigger. Do you know what I mean? I always imagine him if he ran in slippers. You run quicker in your slippers than you run in well, that's, that's a scientific fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Would you imagine Kanate running in his slippers? I think he'd be lethal. 
Ja. Bo, someone said it there. Fucking quality. He's unbelievable. Someone said it there. He eats up forwards. I mean, imagine you're in a team now, and this is what is... Yeah, you're Virgil van Dijk playing on one side. So you, they naturally target the other side where Trent and Matip would have been thinking, right, Matip maybe isn't as fast. Trent goes into them forward position so you can get in there. You can't do it with Kanate there because he fucking eats up the ground. He's like a racehorse. He just gets back and then he comes at you and he's about 20 stone flying through the air at you. And how do you defend him? I think he's brilliant. We've said it a long time. When the shit happened last summer in the play, or last year, and the players all got injured, the centre backs, he was the one they wanted. And when you listen to some of the reports out there, he was linked. He was linked. We had Leipzig in the Champions League. Couldn't happen in January. We couldn't make it happen in January. And they were talking about eighty million prices. We go and as soon as we can announce him, we announced him. Forty six million. He's the one they wanted, and you can see why he's the one they wanted. He's absolutely unbelievable. Every game, you're amazed by him. He makes a mistake against Benfica. We spoke about that. But he doesn't let it get home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like He's 22 years old. He doesn't let it get home. And nobody nobody babies him after it. Like, no. The easiest thing to do with a 21-year-old defender is if he makes a mistake is to go, right, let's get around him. Um, yeah. when, when he has the ball, let's get around him. If they're attacking down his side, let's put more men in there and, and you know, baby him for 15 minutes. They don't. Just keep playing. Just keep saying, yeah. you're grand. you made a mistake. Van Dijk does think, it. Matt, everyone does it. It's After, it, Ma- go on. after Milan away, Ibrahimovic came out after the game. Yeah. yeah. And the kid is a monster. What a player he's going to be. Yeah. Had nothing but high praise. And he says nothing he, nice about anyone. No, <laughs> and he mauls, he mauls like that. Yeah. yeah, and he's a big fucker as well, Zlatan. People don't yes. realize how big he is. Well, Zlatan is six foot four, and he, yeah. Zlatan is one of these guys who's who knows how to use his body in such yeah. a way as to manipulate referees, manipulate defenders, and he's he's elite. He is an elite striker, elite player, one of the best of centre forwards of his generation. And to come out and say something like that about Ibu Kanate is, you know, telling. Keith, you picked Kanate early uh, when mm. you were you were looking at him. Keith you, lives off this you, show, you, along with going you, to see Brentford. But right? Keith, yeah, we, we, that should <laughs> be on gravestone these days. It will be, but... Put you know, many we, on we, it as well, because I tell with him as well. <laughs> when, you see, when you see someone that young and you think... If you're looking at a different sport, I look at uh, John Olomu. Mm. John Olomu for New Zealand Still. came in and he was a trans... He, he changed the position. I couldn't yeah. believe that the shit winger. I see when I see him John Alomu yeah. in the 95 World Cup I think it was and I was yeah. like what the fuck is Mark going on Cat wakes up he in the middle of the night terrified of him. But, yeah. but it's like is someone that big that tall that strong shouldn't be that fast Kanate is similar in that he's that big he's that strong and he's that fast he's going to tr- he's going to that he's going to be the, the example for your 1890, you're Billy Cometios of the world coming through. That that's what you need to aspire to be. You need to aspire at 17 to 19 to be the next Ibu Kanate because that pace is it's scary. Yeah, it's scary what he's going to be at 26. It's scary what he's going to be at 26. That's a a comment in the chat earlier on. Uh, Marcel Desai 2.0. 
Yeah, well, if you're, if you're any way close to Marcel Desso, yeah, you're absolutely Happy flying. Days. And Dico says that Shilton has kicked off about us booing his anthem. Shilton uh, was in Peter Shilton. He's an absolute yeah, sap. Yeah. Paying no yeah, attention to him. He's going to go away and learn how to jump. He's an absolute yeah. sap. Um, yeah, that's the fellow that lost the header to Maradona, and it was a header. It didn't even touch his hand. It's a bit like Thiago's goal, never touched the ground. But Peter Shilton, I think there was something happened with him a while back, I must remember. Um, uh, even Mike McCardle is a great show. He says, even Canati's laugh is phenomenal. He laughs like Frank Bruno. He laughs yeah. like Frank Bruno. <laughs> no, he laughs. Yeah. Listen, go back on YouTube and look up the Frank Bruno... Um, he didn't he do ads for like HP, yeah, HP sauce. sauce? Yeah, sauce. and when he when <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's look again, Gav, going on everything. I'm talking about this like signing. I I'd imagine now that there's a personality assessment that's done on players now before Liverpool sign them, and I reckon that is as as important, if not more important, than a fella's ability to play football. Genuinely, I I really do. Because there's no dickheads in this team. And you look at him behind the scenes and all, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. He loves what he's taking like, to a duck to water. And French footballers can have a stigma attached to them that they, they're, not, they're, not normally, they're not normally great settlers and they have egos and they don't really fit into dressing rooms. They try to mold dressing rooms around them, as we've seen with, with, with some players in the past. But everybody seems to love him. You know what I mean? He, he seems to be... He, a bit of a character and he's a kid you need to the big, the big thing for me Sean he was he does um, he does like this Liverpool promo video with uh, Firmino and Van Dijk it's for some yeah. cloud storage thing yeah, and, they basically, yeah, yeah. and they basically have to go hot or cold on different yeah. topics and different sayings and stuff and you can see the confidence in him like he's answering yeah. Van Dijk back he's, he's saying yeah. the stuff to, now not in a cheeky way where he's like you know stepping out of his lane but you can see and even Van Dijk has this big respect for him even though he's what six seven years eight years older than him and he's probably his protege at centre half you can mm. see Canate standing there going yeah I don't like that I don't like the Scouse accent he said even I can't understand it and he doesn't give a shit even yeah. yesterday like when 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 Van Dijk goes off he he takes responsibility mm. yeah. he, he goes over to the left don't get me wrong, Joe was brilliant when he comes on, yeah? Yeah, he was excellent. Yeah, He was excellent when he came on. And look, I don't have a bad word said about Matip. He's fucking excellent. And this is not to detract from Matip at all because he's every bit as good as all the other centre-halves in the league. But he took the reins. And I, I don't know whether he has noticed that. I said at the party, I was watching the game yesterday with Paddy and my brother Alan. And I started laughing. And they were like, what are you laughing at? I was like, look at Canate. They had a, a free kick towards the end of the yeah. game, I think, and he's fucking yeah. barking out orders. He's barking out orders. He's balling everybody over. And I'm mm. saying, this kid is 22 years of age. He's overshot. He's playing in finals. And have you noticed one thing? I said it to you, Gav, already. Klopp has played him in nearly every single mm. big game. Yeah. Because he, he ultimately trusts his ability and him as a player. Mm-hmm. And even at such a young age, he could... He could be prone to mistakes in big games like that. He's fucking class. I honestly, I, I can't get enough of the fella. And it's well, in the, he's, a, in the he's another one. He's uh, someone said to fee earlier on. It's it's ridiculous. It's almost you want to go back to Leipzig, lads. Are you sure? Did, did you get it right? Like 
Yeah, you, you need it's to start checking the warranty and shit. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a ridiculous fee we pay. It is, 36 million. Uh, here's Roddy says, has Keith got a cow in his garden? He's drinking milk like he's got an endless supply of the stuff. Great show as always. Rock and roll. You don't skim on the milk, don't you, not Keith? No. no. Why milk would you? Not it? when you're just celebrating an FA Cup win. Fucking right, milk everywhere. Oh. Um, uh, Anto Chill says, I agree, Shani. I think Mantap has been our best centre-back this season. I agree with that too. Um, yeah. But I think when you look at Kanate... Um, it's just a progression, and do you know what? I only hope my only hope for Kanati is he will listen. I've no issues with him making mistakes, big games, small games, medium sized games. He will make mistakes. That's how you learn. Virgil van Dijk hasn't gone through his whole season or his whole career not making mistakes. Joe Matthews the same. All of the big, big, huge centre halves have made mistakes in their career, but him right now at twenty two, I think he is. Um, just looks an absolutely phenomenal talent. Uh, Steve McDonald is absolutely... I have to give Steve McDonald a show because he's constantly telling us about Celtic. Celtic, of course, won the league title during the week. Um, and of course, we're all, we're all Irish, so um, yeah, Celtic is, is well known around these yeah, parts. They did they, they, they did win um, the league during the week and won six, I think six nil against Mullowell yesterday. So, um, as like you said there, Keith, uh, they've won the league again. Fly the flag, fly the flag. Isn't that what they say? So um, they have won the league title. Uh, and congratulations to them. Keith. No, Kev. no, not you. No, I'll let you go for it last. Kev, right. talk to me about Thiago Alcantara. Because <laughs> before games, during games, after games, he's an absolute class act. And there was one little clip of him yesterday where he gives a jersey to a kid which is a really yeah, class act, and then he absolutely goes bananas afterwards towards the crowd as if, like, he's completely bought into this. He's thrown in two-footed challenges, which were mental. <laughs> he's chesting balls off as if it's fucking, he's on the beach, um, just having a laugh in the summer. He just, we've said it so many times, Kev, if he stays fit for the duration of this season, um, Liverpool have a massive, massive chance, and it was proved again <laughs> yesterday. He's an exceptional footballer. We all know that he's an exceptional footballer. But the quote the club came out with yesterday said, if I'd realised you were this good, I'd have bought you four years beforehand. Mm. It's like, we could have told you this. But, you know, he didn't ask. But then apparently, Thiago turned out, you taught me how to run. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? And, but that's just, it tells you that he came in, he bought into everything. He's bought into... We we all I always was worried that he'd come into the Premier League and it might just be too physical. That they'd kick him they just the players would kick him around and he wouldn't like it and he'd get the hump and the weather's shit and he might want to go back to live in Spain. But you see the photos of him online, his Instagram every week is like of him, his wife and the kids out in out and around Liverpool. Just pushing the buggy around Liverpool, having yeah, a crack. Just, yeah. And he's he's left alone to do his thing. He's bought into everything. And it's not just about this season. I think if you're a young Liverpool midfielder and you've got him around the club for the next two years, if you're Harvey Elliott and you've got him around the club for the next two years and you're not watching every single thing that he's doing in training and you're not doing the same, then what's wrong with you? The guy is the model professional. He's... Every bit as good as every as any technical midfielder in the last twenty years. If you want to talk about Xavi and Iniesta, yeah, they're probably that little tier above, but he's not far away. You know, he has all the tools, he has all the tricks. You saw the passes that he was coming out with yesterday, the cutting across the ball, 
bringing forwards into play. And defensively, you cannot, it goes so under the radar defensively what he gives aside, how often he wins the ball back, yeah. and how much he loves the aggressive defending that I didn't think he had in his locker. I knew he was silky. I just didn't think he had that side of it. He's, I wish we had saw him four years when four years earlier because I think he'd be better. I'm convinced he'd be better. I think. I think the the marriage between him sitting in midfield and yeah. orchestrating, and then he rocks up at Liverpool and Klopp goes, "Now you're going to run loads. It's going to be the crack, and you'll have great crack doing that." And he's going, "What? Fucking twenty nine? You want me running around? Yeah, yeah, it'd be great crack." And he's absolutely bought into it. Charlie the Reds, because I love Thiago, was scary amount, absolute joy to watch. The beauty as well as it with Thiago is that Spain, for some unfathomable reason, has decided we don't want you anymore. Lovely. Yeah, Lewis yeah, Enrique enjoys missionary sex above all else. He's yeah. born. <laughs> yeah. Gareth yeah. Southgate's best mate. Um, Keith, <laughs> yeah. Tiago, <laughs> Tiago, <laughs> and Tara. Um, you know, like, um, O says he won nine leagues in a row, won a treble, didn't come in like he was Billy Big Bollocks. And when you watch him, Keith, I think the Barcelona thing has helped him. Because it's real partisan of Barcelona, Catalan, you know, <coughs> a bit of an us against the world sort of thing. And Liverpool is a bit like that as well, um, where, you know, it's Liverpool and nobody else. And, ev- you know, everyone doesn't like us, despite what Pep Guardiola says. And he's come in there and Keithy's bought into it. Um, he's had a really one really bad injury in his time. He's had a couple of niggles, which are expected after a long injury and a long time out. But Keith, when you watch him play, he's... You know, some people are saying, and Kevin said that he was worried it was too physical. When you're that quick in your mind and your feet and your ability to see things, like he's hitting balls, Keith, you know, that you try on feet. <coughs> Half volleys yeah. whipping across, ascending at 50 yards and chesting it down. And he bangs one um, for Salah in the League Cup final, where it's like, what the fuck are you at? But the semi final, though, I think about. Sorry, the semi-final against City. Yeah. Um, you're right, you're right. Yeah. He hits one that one for Salah and you're like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? And Keith, he's just... There's, there's players that have been an absolute joy and her, Yari Littman has just come up in the chat yeah. there. And he, was like, he was a joy to watch. But Thiago is just another level. He's a joy to watch, but he's so integral, Keith. He's, yeah. He's so integral. For a player that's not fast, he's one of the fastest players in the game because... He gets the ball. Talk about being physical. They can't catch him. They can't touch him because he's away from them. That move he does is ridiculous. The drop of the shoulder, the shimmy and going. He beat away. a fella by moving his head last the other week. He does it in every game multiple times and they cannot catch him. How can they not catch him? Like, this is ridiculous. And forget about, not forget about, I love the long passes, you know, the rake and the Salah. Them little round the corner, no lucky things that he does that go about 40 yards <laughs> and go through blading the eye of three needles and into the feet of where they're meant to be. They're ridiculous passes and they get us moving so quickly. He is a phenomenal player. We wax lyrical about him and we thought we were getting him. It's been right, injuries aside, bad season aside, we're seeing the player that we all thought. Well, we're not seeing the player we all thought we're getting, because as the lads have said, we're seeing a player that we all thought we were getting who loves a scrap, who loves a bit of defending. Yeah. Who loves That's, to press? Who gets up and heads balls against players that are, you know, four and five inches taller than him? He is phenomenal. This fella, 
and he does it all with a smile on his face. And I have to remember as well, you're saying, Sean, you touched on it about characters and you have to have the right character. You said it there, Gav, you're playing for Barcelona and all this. Just remember, he's the son of a World Cup winner as well. Mm. And when you're the son of a famous footballer, now I know Mazzini wasn't the best footballer in the world, but he's a World Cup winning footballer, played a pivotal part in the World Cup squad in 1994. When you're the son of a, a legend like that, it's hard to make your own way. And he made his own way. His brother couldn't replicate it. His, mo- his man as well as... Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's a good player. Yeah, very yeah. good player. But the man was a, a basketball player or a volleyball player as well. Like So it's just in that blood. But he... he Phil, Phil probably watched that whole career. Yeah, I'd say so. If yeah. he hasn't, he'll be watching it later. But it's um, it, he's just a fighter. And he has that mentality. Do you know what I mean? And he's just a joy to watch. Puts a smile on your face every time you see him. Well, lucky to have him. People will try and talk him down and will try and do this and that. Just just enjoy this fellow when you can because he has everything in his locker. More gold would be nice, but when he does get them, they're lovely. The best, Sorry, Shani, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in. Uh, nearly 700 people watching, just hitting the 300 likes. Three people don't like us. If you're still watching and you don't like, let us know in the comments afterwards why you don't like. But keep hitting that like button now or on the way out or wherever way you want to. Um, we're absolutely, there's loads and loads of people watching tonight. And we're trying to get through as many comments as we can. The comments are excellent. Shani, Tiago. Um, bags around your ankles, I say, to be quite honest. Yeah, I don't even know how he didn't see me shift already. That <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, look, the embroidered joy that I got when we were even linked with this fella set off the bleeding 18 year old me. He used to watch compilations of him playing for the Spain under yeah. 21s, and I'm not even joking it. All right, I swear to god, the sad things are. A free kick he done for the Spain under twenty ones. I think is in the final where he just clips it out. Like it's paid off. And you know what? The best thing about it was I remember when we saw him. Wayne Rooney was like, Liverpool ain't gonna lose a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's not the best start for him. Live the, the whole squad breaks down around him, and he has a rough time, and he gets injured and. Everyone's laughing, pointing, and going, ha, 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 look at Thiago, and look how many thumbs up he gave. And he's another Varane, he's another player with all this ability who came to the Premier League, and it just didn't work out for him. And what a shame. And he's going to be off, and they were even linking him back to Barcelona in the summer. And now you look, and he's going to be in the World 11 of the year next year. No doubt about it. He's, he's up there with, with Modric, in my opinion. In that position, he's, yeah. Mm. I, yeah, and the Brian, yeah, yeah. That's just he's fucking unbelievable, and it hasn't worn off on me yet because I still find myself laughing in games watching him doing things that he does. Like Keith yeah. says, those passes where everyone is squared on, and then he just wraps it into the striker's feet at a million mile an hour, and yeah, he's at the plane through six of them, and you just laugh, you just snigger, and he just does one yesterday where. He pops the ball off his chest like it's a fucking night guard with Ronaldinho. Like <laughs> the fella yeah. is he's out of he's out of this world, genuinely he's and he relishes it. And you know what? Mm. Another thing I'm on on saying about character, let's be honest, right? Thiago's whole career he's won trophies everywhere he's gone. Alright, like you said, he's Spain's fourth or fifth most decorated break at footballer, which is 
stupid, really, when you think about the amount of trophies that some of those Barca and Real Madrid players have won. Yeah. And he's right up there, right? I, I can imagine that you could probably you'd be quicker counting the clubs that didn't want him. Like when we had the ability, when we had the opportunity to sign him, he could have went to Juventus for free league titles. He could have went to the PSG for free league titles. But he said, Do "You know what? Now, fuck it. I fancy it. I've always wanted to play for club. I'll go and play for Liverpool, and I'll go out there and slug it out." And the fella is on the crest of doing it all again with Liverpool. He's fucking. He's insane how good he is and the level he sets. And the, the, what I love about him most is the bigger the game, the, the more, more he's... He is. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it can be... That can't be said for big players. The bigger now, the game, I, the more outrageous he'll do. I love De Bruyne. I absolutely love Kevin De Bruyne. He's and to be honest with you, I'd say about the right down the top 10 list of the best players in the world at the moment, this current moment, I'd probably put him at number one. All right? Yeah, he's dead. But there's... The bigger the game, there's been talk about him sometimes going, oh, well, where was De Bruyne in that semi-final or Champions League final? Now, obviously, admittedly, he gets done by Rudiger last year, but he's having little or no effect on the game. This fella lives for finals. He lives for big games. He lives for pressure games. Because he knows, I've been, like Bayern, I was born in it. Yeah. Like he, he was born into these types of games. And he re- he's so fucking good. I, I'm in another WhatsApp the lads. And another group of lads, and I said, Tiago Man and the match is a great bet. They were all going, oh, I don't know. And to be honest with you, if it wasn't for, I don't even think Luis Diaz is air man in the match, to be honest with you. I, I, if it wasn't for Canate, in my opinion, it would have been Tiago because he was fucking outrageous yesterday again. A serial winner, and it's rubbing off, and he's completely bought into the Liverpool team because you look at him now, and he's a leader in the dressing room in such a large space of time, which is speaks volumes really mm. yeah listen he's he's just outrageously good and I think you know Liverpool are in a bit of a a tight situation now because of uh, City's result today and we got on to that in a few minutes because I think that's kind of changed the decisions Jurgen Klopp may have made um, come the mid- midweek game against Southampton um, before we go on IP Vanish I have to mention them and love, people love when I mention this um, this is the, the one they're pay, all waiting we, for we let, the, let the viewers all get in and then hit them <laughs> yeah he's already <laughs> uh, but listen we have to pay the bills don't we Sean you were head of marketing um, research yeah. and, and build financials yeah so Sean you said just fucking deal with the thing we have to pay the bills um, IP Vanish is a VPN service that at the moment has an offer for our viewers and um, one touch of a button and you are protected. Uh, data, passwords and all that sort of stuff. You can do it on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, wherever you go. I am at home or on the move. All right. Um, www.ipvanish.com forward slash day trippers and you will get that for $3.20 per month um, for a year. So it's really good. 70% off. But it's basically you're paying for three months and you're getting 12. How does that sound? Um, here we go. Who am I going to next? Keith, come on, I'll go back to you. I'll go Keith, Shawnee, Kev this time, right? Um, we've gone through some of the back. We've gone through some of the midfield. Salah has to go off. He's absolutely fine. We're not going to go too big into that. I want to talk about Luis Diaz, though. Um, I thought he had a really good game yesterday, but Shawnee said something to us before this where he said he needs his final product, you know, his final, that final bit to improve a little bit. Um, are you going with that? Because I, I agree. 
to a certain extent. But I think he's still, for me, he's still playing on the fly where Klopp is just going, whatever happens, happens. I'll get him in the summer and we'll, 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 we'll sort any, or any, any little issues. But he's still so exciting, Keith. Yeah, you know, you buy a player like that in January and you throw him straight in and you just have to go with him for the six months. Do you know what I mean? He, he doesn't... He's a player that done, was doing numbers in Portugal. Has got a few goals and assists since he's come to us, but I think he's on the cusp of doing serious. of being another one that can do big numbers now next season. You get a full pre-season into him and you get him knowing more of what's needed and what, what he has to do. I think he's just going to be brilliant. He got man of the match yesterday. Yeah, there's, there's so many players you could have given that to. Do you know Trent, Allison, looking... It was just his threat, I think. It was that, his it was that, that was it. And he stretched them. I'll leave you last, Johnny. I'll leave you last to give you a last bit on it. Go on. Keith. He stretched them constantly and he made them... like they, they didn't have it easy. Do you know what I mean? Like every time the ball was going to him, he beats players very quick. He doesn't look like he's going fast, but he's gone by whoever he's he's with. Do you know what I mean? There's not many of them that can that can keep up with him. And I just think he's a player that excites people. He's electric when he gets the ball. He's making things happen, and that's why people naturally gravitate to him as being an exciting player. And he got a lot of chances in that game. Chances that, you know, they weren't great chances, but well, he made was. a lot of them himself. Which the one? The, the one, one from where... Alexander-Arnold is a brilliant chance. Yeah, it's it's, it's a brilliant chance, but, uh, you know, he's making a nice run, but the pass gets overlooked and that was sensational. But he's just constantly making things happen and it's the second game now he's got man of the match in Wembley, isn't it? Doesn't he the man of the match in the League Cup final as well? The big pitch, stretching teams, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, he's just... He's electric, but there's more to come from him. And I think that's the, the key with him. Uh, what we're getting there with him now. And I don't know why they don't sign more players in January and just use the second half of the season to sort of bed them in and then get them ready to go. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm excited for what he's going to be doing now next season with a full pre-season under his belt, more familiar with the teams, more familiar with his teammates, more familiar with the league, more familiar with the language, more familiar with the culture, more familiar with the referees. I think he's only going to get better and he's only going to improve and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I agree. Kev, I think he's he's a threat all the time. I think he is so exciting when he gets on the ball. He's He is one where you kind of slide to the edge of your seat going, what's he going to do here? There's a couple of times his, his, his final final ball or his, his shot is just off but it's 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 so the margins are so small but I get Shawnee as well. You know, you look at him and you go, he probably should have one or two there yesterday. But my overriding thing with him is, it just looks to like me like he's he's freer than the rest. He's freer than the rest. Now I'm not saying Klopp is absolutely nails players down and says you can't do this, this, and this because they are quite fluent, but are fluid. Sorry, but with him, he's 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 more fluid than the rest at the moment. And I think actually Klopp getting a hold of him in the summer and saying right, this is what we do, bang, 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 bang. I think you're going to see that mixture a bit like. Tiago comes in, you may you, you you taught me how to run. You know the sort of way he's going to teach him where to pick the pass right and to improve on shooting, improve on just decision making at times. The future's only bright for him because he's he's just every time he gets to you, like he's just going to do something mental. Yeah, look, I'm going to hold my hands up. I didn't see it with Luis Di- Luis Diaz. I genuinely didn't. I thought he was overblown for what he was. Keith was waxing lyrical about him. 
at the at the Copa in South America mm. that he was joint top scorer. And I think he had 14 goals for Porto before joining us mm. in the first half of the season. But then you look at the strength of the league. Is it all that? I didn't see I didn't think he'd had the impact that he that he's had. I love a winger who can go both ways. And I think that's probably Mo Salah's biggest downfall is that he isn't as strong on his left or right. He's predominantly left-footed and he's easier to read. Diaz is rapid. He's probably, I, I think he's undoubtedly the fastest forward that we have at the club at the moment. And he can go both ways. He definitely needs to improve his finishing, his decision-making. And I think working with the squad in the summer is only going to, he's only going to get better. As he gets older, he's going to become a better finisher. The 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 first chance that had to go high. Yeah, I you know agree. he 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 gave the keeper a chance by going low, mm-hmm. and you often I I don't like watching pundits that much, but you you watch Michael Owen when he talks about finishing and how strikers should finish and where they should score. He he's clinical about it, and and Owen is a brilliant talker about how strikers and where stri- strikers should finish, and should be able to bury chances. Diaz needs to work with someone of that ilk who knows how to finish, and just help him through it. The language barrier must be difficult. He's apparently he's gravitated towards Curtis Jones. Him and Curtis Jones get on really well. Timmy Cass to get on really well. I'm not aware that one comes from. It, it's this mental, but the, apparently, it's like, yeah, it's like a Greek it's fella, a scout, and a fellow yeah. from Colombia, and yeah, Colombia has no English, <laughs> and he's just and he's having to listen to a scout's accent. It's well, like, doesn't it's like Rodney taking to your man Gary here with his Yeah, Rodney with Gary and all he feels in horses. That's like that's Diaz's new name now. This Gary Diaz, Gary Diaz. Well, you could just see it with him. When he gets more comfortable with the language, I think the language is huge. Once he gets that sorted out, everything will flow from that. And plus the fact when you go into next season, it's a brand new start. You know, there's less pressure. Uh, he's coming in in January, and we we needed to be on a run, and uh, we needed him to hit the ground running, and he did. He is arguably changed the course of the season for us. Because going into January, going into Lou, when we were, when we'd lost Mo and Sadio to the Afcon, someone had to come in and take the extra load off the players who were there. And once that happened, and the results started to come, you could see how he became more important. Just having that fifth option to take the weight and to take the minutes. When we lost Bobby, having four to four players for three positions, whereas if we didn't have Diaz, if we didn't go for him in January, we'd have had three players for three positions, and it was Ironman football then. You know, you just have to go until you break. You know, whereas now, at least with the five of them, you have options. I still think we need more in the summer, but look, I I don't I think any. You can't slight him too hard. No, I don't think you should be no, too I, hard on him. I, no, I just think, yes, his finishing needs to improve. His final pass needs to improve. That will come with time and experience. He reminds me he reminds me of Sadio Mane when he arrives at the club. Yeah. Sadio Mane when he arrives at the club is 
yeah, he's had Premier League experience. He's got, I think he's the fastest, fastest hat-trick still in the Premier League. But yeah. I don't know how good his finishing was. And Sadio Mane turns up first season to a bit of a maverick, you know, lightning fast down the right wing, scores that goal on his debut at, at um, the Arsenal. At Arsenal, the Emirates. Um, but you see him progress over time, and Sadio Mane turns into one of the best finishers at Liverpool. And he's probably the best finisher at Liverpool for a certain period of time. I can see the same with Diaz. I can see where they just literally have said, right, listen, we don't bet him in, we fuck him in. And we say to him, right, you just play our game. We'll, we'll mould ourselves around you a little bit. You'll have to do some work. But when you get it, just do stuff. You know what I mean? And when you see it next year, he'll still do stuff, but he'll do it in a much more, I think, purposeful way where you will see him being better finishing, a little bit better in, you know, decision-making. And someone says there, he has 11 goal, 11 goal, goal is, um, involved goal in 14 games, yeah. um, which is absolutely brilliant. Karen Hansen says this channel is levels above most YouTube channels. I'm surprised you guys haven't reached 200 subscribers, 200,000 subscribers already. Keep up the good job, guys. We don't scream and shout. Um, but we have decided that uh, Luis Diaz is now Gary Diaz. And um, yeah. that's the show we sort of do. So if you're into that shit, we're the one for you Shawnee Lewis Diaz slaughter him about yesterday please no I'm not gonna slaughter him <laughs> <laughs> he, he fucking he annoyed the life out of me because yeah. the, you know he needs to just be a little bit more arrogant I think I, 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 does, I, sometimes you're watching him and you feel like I don't think he trusts his own ability because I think he sometimes he gives fullbacks the opportunity to get around he can't live with him. And I think just sometimes he just does show them too much and he just, he snatches at his finishing. There was there is one yesterday where he gives Mendy the eyes and he get, he gets his legs to it. But I just think he's snatching at an awful lot trying. I think he's just trying too hard. Like, and it's why that has to be the perfect cut in now and whip her into the top corner for him. Or it's not going to come off him. I think he just needs to settle down because mm. fair, everything yeah. else... Um, he will he will explode eventually there's no doubt about it but I just think he needs to just chill out, chill out a little bit that's all I think he's a bit too erratic in front of the goal like he just it doesn't it doesn't seem to be any what's the word I'm looking for composure I think he lacks composure but It'll come to him a lot of people in the chat there I, said, I remember when Suarez came as well he was scuffing everything he yeah. hit the bar about 40 times. Yeah. yeah. Look, it'll come for him. And the thing is, um, he might just light it up in the Champions League final. You can tell he's another, but I think he, there's, there's an element of it there that I think he's pinching himself, to be honest with you, waking up every day and playing with these players. I don't think he realises just how good he is yet. And I think people don't like it, but I think when he has that little, that little bit more arrogance... That's when players really do move on to the the next level, or because, even an understanding, Shani. Because if yeah, you, obviously, like I mean, more look, understanding yeah, with those players next season. He's yeah, he's I agree with you saying and all. And the preseason and stuff and all, like the the preseason and all will help him, um, definitely, no doubt about it. But I just think there's just the little bit more arrogance and that little bit when that comes into his goal, and when he's going through on goal and he's looking up, he's just passing the ball into the net. That's what will yeah. happen. And I think that's what he has to get to. I just think, I just feel, it's probably just me now. I could be completely wrong because at the end of the day, I'm just fucking easy talking about football on, on a YouTube. I, I, I think he's, 
he snatches out a lot of, like, he snatches that stuff. And then I think there's sometimes then where he probably really waits too long then to fucking to hit the ball. But look, mm-hmm. if I'm doing a Champions League starting lineup tomorrow, he's, he's first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's one of the first he's names in. on the team. Insane I would, that, I Sean. Would put five or six euros of Keith's money on Luis Diaz or Gary Diaz, as he's now known, um, on being the player of the year in England next season. That's how good I think he could be. And he I find that hard. I find that yeah, yeah, like, look, listen, I don't think any, like, nobody would take that bet off you. Nobody would refuse yeah. you that bet. Do you get me? So I don't think, I think you'd be silly to. Look, no, Walsh wouldn't. I'm probably just being harsh because, to be honest with you, I am a fucking very emotional egg. And when we're playing, <laughs> when we're playing finals and people are wasting chances, that are worst cunts yeah. in the world, in my opinion. Oh, so that's, that's, that's probably just how I felt about it. I didn't think he was man of the match, though. That's the truth. No, I wouldn't have given a man of the match. I basically. think that if they were just going for that excitement element, weren't they? Were giving it the yeah. end. There was better performances than, uh, than Diaz, but he was the one making things happen, I think. And yeah. that's more, more, you know, sexy on the other In a nil all game where you have a player that's still exciting you, I think that's where it kind of yeah. throws you over that yeah. threshold. Oh, no, there's a great comment there. Him and Mo are not at the World Cup next year. I was about to say that, yeah. No World Cup yeah. for Diaz. Which yeah, well, brilliant. Mo needs to start passing to him as well because if he doesn't start ta- passing to Gary Diaz, we're going to have to have a war room. Uh, Scott Holder says, uh, I don't know if it's just me, but Trent's dribbling seems to have vastly improved, being really good. And if he starts going for goal, watch out. Look at his stats for goals and assists. It's fucking insane. Kev, um, I want you to talk to me about Simicast because I was fucking... Now, don't get me wrong. I lost the plot when Manny missed that penalty yesterday, right? But I was so fucking happy that Simicast scored the winner because, one, I love a left-foot penalty, right? I love a left-foot penalty. But first thing he does, he cups his ears and runs straight down to Chelsea. And I'm like, yeah. yes, you are, you'll do for me. And I don't give a fuck if he doesn't kick another ball in anger for Liverpool. That is outstanding stuff from uh, Costa Simicas. And yeah, well, I was just well, thrilled. I was, I was delighted. I, there was, with all of the penalties that were happening yesterday, I was like, when Trent came up, I was like, please, please not him. You know, don't let him miss. If someone's got to miss, don't let it be Trent. I could understand the Sadio one. You're up against your international teammate. He knows you inside out. You've practiced penalties. I wouldn't left have put him in. I would have given it to Jota. And no. let Nad let Sadio go next, but to see Costas come up, I thought, he, you know, he strikes a lovely ball. Yeah. He's got yeah. such a lovely yeah. strike of a ball on him. Uh, I just, I was really confident. And then, like his post match interview after, and he's like, "You're the Greek scout." Says, "No, I'm a scouser who's Greek." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he he gets it. He's he, one of the. He's another one. He adores a kef. He adores it. There's going to be a lot of talk at the, in the summer about players who are good enough to be number ones at top clubs around Europe. Joe Gomez is one. All right. Costa Simicast is another one. There is no doubt in my mind that he could play at a Juventus, at an AC Milan, and start for them. No problem whatsoever. If he was at Barcelona and you wanted to ship Jordi Alba out, Costa Simicast can play for a Barcelona. We'll I do think well he starts for 19 Premier League yeah. teams. 19 Premier League teams, including yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh. Yeah, I do. No, he's I, not do. Bad. I think he's better than Zinchenko. Oh, he's better than Zinchenko. 
Yeah, I think these... he starts for, for Man City. Lads, Cancelo's playing left back this season, let's be honest. Yeah, but I would switch him over because I, it's probably nah, I have with, with Kyle Walker and his injury and stuff. Walker. I would genuinely play him but left back. But the thing is, Costas has that ability to play for any club. His, ah, deliver, his delivery amazing. is exceptional. It's arguably better than Robertson's. The, I think the only thing that he doesn't have is the variety in his delivery. His delivery is tends to be one type, that whip cross. He doesn't do the floaty ones. He doesn't do the ones on the ground. And he doesn't run in behind on the inside. He goes on the outside a lot, but he doesn't go on the inside. But he's another different option to a, a left-back. We have two different left-backs who play to completely different ways, but offer the same end product. I, I'm deli- I was delighted for him that he, he got the goal because... It was always going to. The FA Cup has this ability to write narratives and write stories, you know. And I thought, for me, my man of the match yesterday was Alison Becker. I thought he was exceptional. And he's a bit deadly, isn't he? Yeah, he's really. decent. He's pure decent, boy. He's a, I absolutely uh, shit my bags uh, when he's there holding his knee. I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Me, I actually. Like Doctor Strange, and I could see the season. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Got to see it this it week. But Costas, I was delighted for him. I I hope to God we can keep him. I genuinely, I just, I think next season, and I'll say, I'll keep saying it till the cows come on. Five subs next season means that Huge. players like him, like Diaz, you you got Luis Diaz next season with five subs. You can, he can go balls out for an hour mm. and know that he's coming off. Uh, Robertson can be properly rotated. You can play Costas, we'll get more game time. And that'll keep the whole squad a lot happier. He's too good to be just, oh, he's the, he's the backup left back. He's too good for that. You know, I, I was because of the season that he had last year where it wasn't the case. Are we in the territory where the word backup disappears? It's literally just you're just alternating them. You are now. You have to because and I don't mean that in just a left back sense. I mean that in a in a centre back right sense. Back. I definitely mean it in a midfield sense and up front. And maybe the right back team might be yeah. sorted in the summer. But it's it's not back. The word backup needs to kind of disappear with this yeah. five subs. It's a bit more of a degrading thing, isn't it? And this yeah. squad, it's not about. Oh, we don't want it to be about huge drop offs, you know. And Simicas coming in, I don't agree that he's better than Robbo. Do you know what I mean? Someone no, said it there, Simicas over Robertson. He's not a better player than Robertson, but he is an excellent, excellent player. And it's another character that Liverpool brought in that raised eyebrows that people didn't know who he was. People didn't, yeah. Like, who's this fella? And that Russian member they were at, they were. Fanny and Abel for Jamal Lewis, wasn't it? And Newcastle, yeah. uh, Norwich acting the maggot. And then straight away... Million and Liverpool said good luck. Straight yeah. away, good luck. And then a day later or something, that's mm-hmm. signing Simicas. Keith... Another character that he knew. Keith, I'll stick with you. Because um, I want to I want to ask Shani about the league in a minute before we leg it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Henderson. Thought he was great yesterday. Um, yeah. He's now as captain of Liverpool lifted... A league title, a Europe. He's he's basically lifted it all. Yeah. Um, as a Liverpool captain, and I was so fucking happy for him, Keith, um, because he splits the opinion more than any player I've ever seen at Liverpool, and I mean that any yeah. player at Liverpool. And he goes in there yesterday, and you know what? It was a bit of a throwback because 
Jordan Henderson played a long time at number six for Liverpool. Fabinho comes in and takes over that role, gets injured, and Jordan Henderson, although being really good as a number eight, has to go back into number six and shows his improvement for me at the time. Jordan Henderson is a brilliant captain at Liverpool. You know, there's arguments about all his ability and should he be in the team and all. Listen, any real people I speak to have nothing but complimentary things to say about Liverpool. He has to go back in and do that job again. And I think that's what's lost on a lot of people. He just keeps putting himself in positions to go, yeah, I'll do that. No problem, I'll do it. A little bit like Milner does. But Keith, he got, and I'm going to say this, and I don't really give a fuck who disagrees, right? Because I'll argue it till the cows come home. He goes down as one of the great, great Liverpool captains after yesterday. I was about to say the same thing. I just think he's... Were you going to say three, three greats or two? I was going to say four greats. Oh, fuck fuck's sake. But, uh, now, now genuinely, listen, Jordan Henderson, I can understand why people sort of don't think he's he's a fancy player. And, you know, he's not he's not a glamorous type of football player. As a captain and as a leader, he is the best captain. Better than Steven Gerrard. Not a better player than Steven Gerrard. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even fucking saying that. Steven Gerrard led by example in the sense that Steven Gerrard will do it on the pitch and make everyone row in behind him, right? And that's fair enough. That's a good captain. Jordan Henderson is a, a player who sacrifices himself constantly for his team. Who everything about the fella off the pitch tells you how good of a captain he is. Do you know what I mean? On the pitch, he's a very good player. He gets so discredited so much for his on the pitch ability. He drops in. I thought he was excellent yesterday. Do you know what I mean? I really thought he was excellent yesterday. You miss Fabinho. We all know that. We've all said it. We'd all have chats and WhatsApps and all that. And we'd all say, oh, for fuck's sake, Fabinho's out. Oh, no. Woe is me. Henderson steps in there and does a solid. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's he's just so underrated. I can't sort of... Well, I understand people think he's not a, a sexy player or he's not a, a flashy not. player. Because he's not. Oh. I cannot get on board with people who still will not give the lad credit for what he has done. He is lifting every single trophy. Every one of them. He's integral to Jurgen Klopp. These people think they know more than Jurgen Klopp. Do you know what I mean? Like Jurgen Klopp knows what Jordan Henderson can do and he knows what Jordan Henderson brings to the table and brings to the team. Virgil van Dijk in every interview after Liverpool win says, that's my captain. These all scream for Virgil van Dijk to be the captain. Virgil van Dijk will tell them, that's the captain. All these players know who the captain in that team is, and it's Jordan Henderson. And he is just phenomenal. And he's a lovely fella. Everything about him, well, I don't know if he's a lovely fella. He comes across a lovely fella. But everything about him is the type of. He doesn't drink enough cans for me. Well, he's not a cans man. No, and yeah. I don't know where he stands on vaping for mm. Kev, but he's a, he's a good lad. What do you reckon his take is on um, uh, Malibu and Lucas Ed? Uh, I wouldn't say it's his thing. Malibu and Lucas Ed is phenomenal. Is that your new tipple? I oh, know it's not my new tipple. That's going around years. Oh, that's an old school one, is it? It's an old school one for me, yeah. Um, when hung over even thinking about that? What? <laughs> when hung over even thinking about that? <laughs> that's quality. That's, no, normal Lucas Ed. None of the orange gear. Normal Lucas Ed. Um, I'm delighted for him. I, I, I just... There's a couple of nice things yesterday that you saw in, after the game. The way he went around to Mason Mount and spent a bit of time with him. And the way that Sadio did the exact same with Edward Mendy. 
You know, you can get caught up in the moment and go and celebrate with the players. They know that that's going to happen anyway. But Jordan Henderson knows Mason Mount's a good kid, you know, and he knows that that's what his fourth, fifth cup final that he's lost at Wembley. And he knows that it was his, yeah, he knows that it was his kick and he probably knows what it's like after Kiev, how shit he feels. And that's what captains do. That's what leaders do. That's what adults do. You know, he's a decent human being, first and foremost. And the fact that he's, he drags everyone along to his standards. There was a, an interview that Alan Shearer did with James Milner uh, in The Athletic, I think it is. And I saw the clip of it where they talk about, uh, where Milner talks about Henderson. When he says, on the pitch, he's vocal, in your face, shouting at refs, where Milner's the nice, quiet one trying to be on the ref's best side. When they're off the pitch, it's the complete, it's the total opposite. Milner's a disciplinarian, no phones around meal times, no, no, he takes no bullshit. They're the Carragher and Gerrard 2.0. They're the ideal double act where they're opposites, but they're the same. They, their standards that they're setting for everyone that's at the club and the harmony that they've built within the dressing room, it polices itself. You don't hear bullshit coming out of the dressing room. You don't see back page stories about Liverpool players coming out of nightclubs or taking the piss or doing doing shit they shouldn't be doing. They're everything that you want in a successful club. And the fact that we nearly got rid of him for Clint Dempsey. <laughs> so I think it was Dylan yeah, O'Rourke. Yeah, Dylan O'Rourke put in the chat, uh, the, the, the only person who hates Jordan Henderson is Clint Dempsey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we couldn't ask for a better for a better duo in Henderson and Milner. They are consummate professionals. Great footballers. Milner came on and did a proper he job. He was excellent yesterday. when he came on. You know? Yeah, he was and, excellent. You know, the fact that we got the two of them for 20 million quid combined is, is a joke. I think you know? I think the big thing about Henderson is I, I, I see where people are coming from when they say, you know, is he going to progress into maybe a Milner role within the squad over the next year or two. And that might be the case. That's fine. Mm. <clears throat> I'll never compare him to Steven Gerrard because I think they're completely different in what they are. Steven Gerrard dragged teams, dragged them um, to uh, achievements um, and definitely done loads of stuff off the pitch. Henderson has more quietly went about his business and does loads of stuff off the pitch. Don't compare Liverpool captains. Just, Just... Celebrate them. Celebrate them for who they are and yeah, what they've done on their a, own. It's just a natural leader. Look at all that stuff from the lockdown when the football is... And the NHS. Yeah. 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 He ran it. Yeah. He ran it. And like Kev said, going around to all the England lads, look, the, the best compliment I can give Jordan Henderson is he's Jürgen Klopp on the pitch. 100%. And he's a fucking Liverpool legend. A bona fide Liverpool legend. He goes down and as a Liverpool great. It's Liverpool great captain. Oil, oil shed tears when he does walk away because he's a fucking legend. He gave absolutely everything to the club. He had a manager who was trying to fuck him out and he dug in and every single manager he's ever had has picked him. Yeah. Every single manager he's ever had has picked him. And if you have ever doubted him or bad-mounted him or slandered him on fucking social media, shame on you because you're a fucking arsehole. Yeah. You're the same like you're the same I think, type of I think, But Johnny, I... I I you know, think football can... about football, and I seen a man and Anthony Chill put him one day that fucking Stephen Housen said he's a margarita footballer. Well, guess fucking what? You Who's can't Stephen have Stephen Housen. Without... 
you can't have margarita, you can't have pizza without fucking margarita, and you need yeah. it. That's a fucking fact. And you yeah, don't win trophies. You don't win trophies without a Jordan Henderson in your team, without James Miller's in your team, because you fucking need them. Not tenfold. Who's Stephen Housen? The one card, man, you know you're a fan. Is he the fella involved in the predictions we got last week? No, that's no, the other fella. Oh, that's the other fella. He does a podcast with Rio Ferdinand. He does write a pod yeah. with Rio oh, Ferdinand. Yeah, okay. Well, he's less said the better. He's sucking the guilt of Ferdinand. Less said the better. Six likes off 400 likes. Fair play to you. Four people don't like. Uh, as I said, leave it in the comments afterwards and we'll try to improve what we're doing. 700 people watching. Shawnee, Antio Chill says, and we better finish up because we're an hour and a half in and lads have a walk in the morning. But he says, Henderson will lift number 20 next weekend. Mark my words. Shawnee, you a little bit horny. Come on, Shani. No, come on, Shani. Shani, oh, welcome, no, Shani. No, stop. Come on. I'm going to say it for the sake of a podcast. Fuck up, lads. They are going to pump fill it into next week. Don't ah, be stupid. Bollocks, now. Seriously, Until honestly. Deal. Until no, I think deal. they will. I think, I think they will as well. Pump fill it at home. They'll pump them out. Fill it at Psychological. The psychology, Shani. That's what I'll get them. That's what I'll catch them. Pep's head for a week. Shani, I'll put it to you differently. 23 is out. Because I think you're right. I think I think City will exactly. go and absolutely take Villa apart. Um, um, but we have two trophies in the bag. We're still in the Premier League going into the last day of the season. Um, and when you look back at January and 14 points and games in hand and all this sort of mess, um, it's, I think it's fucking brilliant that it's going down to the last day. And, I, and people will dread it and go, oh, my nerves, I'm not, I'm all up for it. You know what I mean? Let's all get on board and have a great day regardless. But, Shani. This next, you know, we've Southampton during the week. We make we have to make big decisions over who plays and who doesn't, and we have Wolves, um, and then we have Real Madrid. But surely the league is still going into the last day of the season, right? But it's not going to define our season, isn't it? Not because I'm all up for the quadruple. You know me, and I'll be I'm willing to be laughed at, at the end of the season. Maybe go, oh, you only yeah, won three, is, laugh away. But surely. Shani, it won't. It actually won't define our season next weekend. It won't. It fucking won't. And that, look, this is the annoying thing. Like, oh, Liverpool bottle. And I've seen people today. Oh, if we had a beaten Spurs, we'd be a point ahead. Fucking rubbish talk. We're gonna do ninety points again. There's yeah. fuck all. Literally fuck all else we could have done. They're in the red zone. These players. And it's all. It's if if you're disappointed when we don't win the league. It's your own fault for buying into the hype created by the talk sports and the BTs and the skies of the quad this, quad that. They only build yeah. them up to knock you down. And me. It was my fault. Yeah. My fault more yeah, than any of them. Like, it's just, it's, it's stupid to get tangled up in that. Like, this squad of players are probably going to put arguably the greatest season in the club's history together if they go out and win another a European Cup. And people are turning around and going, well, you didn't win them all or it'll be something like, or... Uh, Fucking you two panel shootouts and you beat a shipment. Like who gives a bollocks? They do everything to detract. So don't get sucked in and don't feel down next week if you don't get twenty over the line because it's not far off. That's just the way it is. It, like people say, this is the end of the season coming up. Oh, oh book records, Gary McAllister's got to score the winner. <laughs> <laughs> like, you hold on to these yeah. things. People turn Danny Ings and just fucking but, stop this. They're going to get absolutely All we can do, all we can do is keep them honest. All we can do is keep exactly. City honest. And well, we've done that. Even, you know, no, you're right, Kev. Yeah, you, you keep them honest. You're right. Yeah. European it, it was, I'm being honest we, with you. The European Cup is well not, now. 
It's yeah, been I was just saying, look, it's been out of our hands since the since we drew the derby. Once we drew the derby, sorry, once we drew at the Etihad, not the derby. Once we drew at the Etihad, it was out of our hands. We had to win that. Ever ever since then, it was keeping them on us, keep on their ta- tails, and see what happens. The fact that it's even going to the last day, bearing in mind we've well, we have to win during the week. As someone pointed out to me, there I think well. we will. Look, I I think we'll do our bit. I I don't think Southampton are, have enough to to hold us up. I think we'll beat Villa or we'll beat Wolves. If that's not enough, if ninety-two points isn't enough, fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with losing to Man losing a title to Man City on the last day of the season. Bearing in mind that we're in three, we've won two out of our three finals, and we've still got a third one to go. We're in a chat. We're guaranteed to be in Char- Charity Shield at the start of next season, and beat Real Madrid. We're in the World Club Cup again. What's you know, the start of that? Actually, when is that going to be played? Ah, listen, they'll probably play at a half time in the World Cup quarter final. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pushed forward or back. Is it in January or something? Ah, yeah, but it's going to be right. fucking in insane. February or something. They God should have just. They can't expect you to play leagues, World Cups at Christmas, and then go into World Club Cups in January and so It's fucking insane. But, Keith, you know, Sean, he's like, no, Villa will be pumped. And, and listen, all things being equal, City do sort Villa yeah. out at the weekend. We have to be Southampton. We've big decisions to make. But it doesn't define us, Keith. And I think that win yesterday has kind of taken a bit of pressure off in the league for me. I don't know why, yeah. but it's no, kind of like... You know where you might think the league's gone and you lose an FA Cup final and you're going, oh, for fuck's sake, we've only won and we're going into the big one on the 28th of May. Um, me and Shani are going for a few um, Guinness that day, aren't we, Shani? Um, but, and Keith, I'd say. But it won't define yeah. us, Keith. And I think that's the most important thing. No. And that's, that's you know, there was always that fear. And this is why psychology and momentum and things like that, non-tangible things, things that you can't quantify, do you know what I mean, is what's coming into play here. Liverpool dropped points against Spurs and that should have been enough for Man City to get over. Enough City have been excellent since they went out of that Champions League. They smashed the arse off everyone they've played. And then today, they come back from 2-0 down, they get a penalty to, to get themselves to win the league and they blow it. They, they, this shouldn't be going to the last day. Do you know what I mean? This league should not be going to the last day. Now, I know Sean, he's looking and he's not having that. And, and I understand that. Oh, you're not, but, actually makes me a bit horny, shut up. Yeah, I understand this. That would be one. sweet. Sean, you'll end up, I tell you, you'll end up with Liverpool flags all hanging out the wind the next Sunday, yeah. I'm telling you. Well, now, something you said there, lads, was Liverpool just have to do what Liverpool have to do and not worry about it. But there is a very real possibility now that Liverpool beat Southampton on Tuesday night they go to the last day with City we all expect City to, to smash Aston Villa so there's no real you know I'm not going to be bleeding stressing out looking and checking on the score in the City game do you know what I mean I'll watch the Liverpool game I'll, no I will check it don't get me wrong I will oh, yeah. check it but I won't be bleeding like Refresh, 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 refresh. I won't be. Ah, the milk will be getting slaughtered. <laughs> the tin whistle will be out and all the key Big Avamar van outside yeah exactly but I just think whatever happens now happens on the last day of the season. Obviously, as the game goes on, you say it all the time, Sean, get to 60 and let's see what they're doing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Let's see where City are at 60. If we go on at 60 and City are 4-0 up, 
the league is gone. Do you know what I mean? But let's you see where the Villa's front three are Watkins and Ings can cause them problems. They have to pay. Yeah, I know, but you have that Rob Mongo yeah, at the back. Inks, yeah. You're never going to keep clean sheets. You'll never keep a clean sheet against City, but they can't. The only way it happens is it. The only way it happens, like a bit like Keith said, 60, you look at 70, you probably look at 80, and yeah. you're like 1 0 down. And you're saying there's a chance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you have got links there in Ings and Coutinho, and there's a bit of, you know, and we've seen stranger things happen. That Aguero thing is the strangest thing that's ever happened in the Premier League. That was a fix, but that was ever. all a fiddle. Do you know that what I mean? That was a fix. Um, but the killer for Villa, look, is they got to play Burnley Thursday night. Yeah. And they don't, they don't have the squad to play two games. In yeah. Two so days. just send out. Send out fucking, kids. Just ring Andy Gray and bleeding. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Um, Dwight York and see if he won the game on Thursday night and then send out the real lads on, on Sunday. But look, come here and I tell you, we've had a great season. Um, yeah. exactly. doing this. It's a ridiculous exactly. season. We've won, a, we've won a League Cup. We've won an FA Cup. We're in the Champions League final. We've, if we win on... What what day is the Sunday again? Tuesday? Tuesday. Um, if we if we win on Tuesday night, we get out to the last game of the season. We're playing every single possible game we could play. Is it Sunday or Saturday last day? Sunday. Sunday. It's always Sunday, isn't it? Sunday always 4pm, I think, is all games. Yeah. I think. Um, but we get out to the last day of the season, and you never know. I remember in 2019, Brighton score, and you're like, whoa. Then Liverpool score, and you're like, fuck me. Yeah. And then Brighton just don't hold on long enough to... It's yeah, a few minutes Yeah, it's only a few minutes and then yeah, yeah, you're level. But we the, but yeah. tell you something. I was in Liverpool this that weekend and this and the the city was on wheels that night. Even though Liverpool had won the title, the place was on wheels. It was un fucking believable. And it it was that's why I say it doesn't define us because I was in Liverpool that night, hadn't lost a league title by a point. We're waiting so long to win a, a league title. But it didn't. You could see every Liverpool fan and pubs going, it's all right. We're going off to, we're going off to Madrid now. We're going to win the bleeding European Cup. I'm telling you. It's grand. And Liverpool are like that. Liverpool will be literally... Yeah. I, I promise you, if Liverpool don't win the league title next season, if you're, or next next week, if you're in Liverpool, you'll get every Liverpool fan standing outside pubs, having cigarettes, having drinks, grabbing a bit of food before they go back in and have another few points. And they'll all be saying, it's grand. Paris. We do it in Paris. You know what I mean? There's always the next thing and that's the beauty of what Jurgen Klopp has built. It's not the be-all and end-all. It's, right, that didn't happen. Well, we have another one next week and that's what he's created at this club. Every single time you think something's over, it's not because there's another one next week and then we're looking at pre-seasons and we're looking at how good will Diaz be? What We bring in Shulmany or we bring in this player or that young lad from Aberdeen, what would he be like? And when we get to the start of next season, we'll all be sitting here going, they're their business. The Reds are their business. And we just go for it again. I don't know how long we're going to survive, to be perfectly honest with you. You know what I mean? Me and Keith are knocking on a bit. Kev is the same. Sean, he's fucking really young. He's probably yeah. going to want to He'd be carrying the, the torch, torch. Yeah. long after we're dead. Yeah. We'd be all on a fucking intervenous drip somewhere. But we'd have a fucking great time doing it. Um, that has been a fantastic show, an hour and 40 minutes. Um, Failicon is our charity partner. Um, somebody the other day put in a, in a donation of over 500 quid, which blew me mind when I seen the email coming in. But we're closing in on five grand, which is halfway there. Um, our golf day is in f- just under four weeks, I think it is now. Um, but the link is in the description for Failicon to look up their website or to donate. Take them both, send them to your friends, family, colleagues. Donate if you can yourself. If you can't, 
just send it all off and let people decide themselves. But trust me, if you read about this charity, you will donate to it because it's a fantastic charity. It's voluntary and 10,000 euros will literally fund this place for years, years. And do you know what? When we meet, when we reach the 10 grand, the one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down with some people from Failicon. I'm going to sit down with them. Um, Keith knows a couple of people that are involved. Yeah. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a drink. We're going to bring all our equipment to wherever we need to go. We're going to try and make it a pub because me and Keith are alcoholics. <laughs> and we will sit down with these people. We'll talk to them about what the charity is, what it's about, what the 10 grand will do for them, and just what they do on a day-to-day basis, uh, which is amazing, to be perfectly honest. And I can't wait for that show. I can't wait for us to me to tell Keith Keith we've reached the 10 grand now you are go- let's organise going down to meet these people and talk to them and exactly what that 10 grand will do so um, as I said I give all the trophies back to get to that 10k and you know that and Shawnee knows yeah. I'm not lying and Keith's the same Kev yeah. and I think we all would because I think this podcast and this YouTube channel or whatever you want to call it um, we don't kick we don't scream we don't you know, um, just say stuff for the sake of staying and um, for attention. We get on here, we talk about football, but most importantly, I think overall is that you meet friends, you you build relationships, but, but you help people. And if you can help people and have a good time doing it, I don't think there's any better mix. I really, really don't. So um, from me and all the lads at the LFC Day Trippers, when we get to that 10 grand, it will be the biggest achievement of 2022 in no matter what way you want to to throw it or anything because that that's that's what we're all about. Um Keith not Keith, Kev, anything else before we go? Because Keith will probably no. start singing when I ask him. This is it now. This is the last week. You know, last week of the league. Mm. Two more games. Tuesday night. I I'm looking forward to seeing the lineup because I haven't a clue what he's gonna do. And that is exciting because we don't know what to expect. We don't know who's gonna line up, but I know whoever lines up is going to give it a right go. And uh, it's going to be a great game. It sets it up. It, all we, we, we've set it up for a decider. It's fantastic, man. It's great. Uh, Chris Brax's final women's show of the season is now live to watch. It is on our YouTube channel. It's always it's also available to download. Love having the opportunity to host the women's show this season. Can we for next season back in the WSL Liverpool, of course, promoted. And Chris would be like really horny about that. Um, did you tell him that he's getting sacked from the women's show now that they're back in the Premier League? Yeah, Kev taking take over the women's show. Shani, anything else before we go? Yeah, I just can't wait for the season to be over. I'm yeah, fucking sick of it. So I'm actually <laughs> messed down me fucking barn. Yeah. It's, not, it's It's just been a blow, hasn't it? Literally yeah. from, I remember, like, I remember we did a just, Remember we did the show after the the Carabao Cup final, and we mm. were like, I think we all agreed is that we were like, this is it now, this is the run in. Yeah, and it's been the longest run in ever, hasn't it? <laughs> now, it's like, just it, relentless. Yeah, yeah. like it just and it's been a blow. I actually I can't wait until it's over, literally, to just watch it all back mm. with a clear head. You know, mm. when you know all the outcomes and stuff like that, because. I'm not going to lie to you, even if we were to, to lose the, the Champions League final and don't win the league, it will still be the, the most I've ever enjoyed a, a, a season of football. Oh, I think it's top 13, 14 for me now. Yeah, because yeah, and there you I go, you can say 13, 14, Gab, and we didn't get over the line, but mm. the memories of what make, and like, it's always about the journey. Always about the journey. Yeah. And it's rolling on, but 
this is just an, like we're just closing the book on a, on a different chapter now of the story because if you think we're going away we're going nowhere we're going no. nowhere and that's no. that's that's what I'd say to people now that probably might feel a bit dishevelled of, of City win the league next week they probably feel a little bit down or you probably be like oh for fuck's sake just drink it in, drink it in because they're highly unlikely that it's going to ever get better than this Keith, anything else before yeah. we go? No, um, look, it's I echo what Shawnee has said there. You know, this season has just been it, it's it's mad stressful. The more successful you are, isn't it? Remember, we were shit, and you'd you'd give up on things. Do you know, not that you'd give up, you'd have nothing to play for in the season, and you're stressing out about making top fours and all that. Now we're stressing out about doing a quadruple that shouldn't still be available, but is still available, and. We've two in the bag. We've two more to come. If Liverpool win this, uh, somehow win this, it's 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 going to kill it. It's going to kill all us, right? Liverpool fans. Mm. I don't know how we're going to react. It's going to kill everyone else. If I am like, sponsored by Malibu really, and Lucas Aid, if they win this, I I oh, never be. Be tickled in Malibu and Lucas Aid yeah. after a few just weeks. Lying in the bath of it. Yeah, because this is in just going to be... Your bat and your gaff, just lying there. No problem. <laughs> Fill your boots, not a bother. Yeah. But you know what? Like it's, <laughs> it's literally... I can't even fathom what it's going to be like because to win two already has been a brilliant season. Sean said, if we don't win the next two, it's been a brilliant season. We can go on to, to greatness. We like like I'm involved. You know what I mean? These lads. <laughs> I get that at home. Yeah, did you keep, play it? Did you? Keep, yeah. keep ringing the club every tour. They go right, lads. Listen, you need to win we, this weekend, right? Hold on. We had a good no, year on the day trippers. It is we, yeah. and that's the day. It is we exactly. And you feel exactly. So that's that's the thing. You're attached to it, so it yeah. is we. Like you know, people The attachment is ridiculous, though. It's the you're right, Sean. You just get absolutely. Oh, yeah, bracket. You see everything in this team that you see. It's like looking at a mirror sometimes. You yeah. see Klopp. He's like us. You see the players in the dressing room after. Yeah. It's like probably half of the pubs in Dublin and yeah. Liverpool yesterday after the game. The dressing room, the same vibe. Thiago had a can in his hand. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that. But yeah. every win, it's it's one kiss. It's Robin S. It's fucking... Um, he didn't even play a little walk alone yesterday. No. Yeah, no. Just banging out the tunes, the sort of stuff, as you say, that you'll hear in the pub and all that, and the boys are all dancing and running them up. And that's and what it is. Do. That's what Klopp has done. He's yeah. created that. He's he's given, sounds cheesy or whatever, but when he said this doubters to believe or show and they went to the, the crowd at West Brom and clapped, and everyone laughed and mocked it. It's all been building up and building up and building up. It was getting the fans back, the club back with the fans. And this is the culmination of it all now. And it's, you know, what a time to be a fucking Liverpool fan. This is just unbelievable. And enjoy whatever happens. Enjoy. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm optimistic we're going to win all four. Still am. Mm. If they don't win it, they don't win it. But let's just give ourselves a chance. Two weeks ago, we were out with this title race and everything was safe. And now they're both going down to the last day, possibly or last week at least. You know yeah. what I mean? Both have midweek games that can that, that can decide that. You know, no, anything Jamie can Coleman happen. Jamie Coleman scored in uh, diving headers at the Gladys Street end was great. Yeah. Um, 
Macker says, Gav, you're playing golf today. You're very rare it was. Struck the ball extremely well. Putting was terrible. So a bit to work on. And um, there's an update for you. That has been the Fatback 4. We've kept you for one hour and 49 minutes. But it has been thoroughly enjoyable from start to finish. Thanks to Kev. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to Shani. Um, we will be back tomorrow with a cop update and uh, winners and losers. Me, me feeling dick on my thing tomorrow. So, um... If you all throw a few quid in the fucking telegram there, we'll get the go signed up <laughs> some sort of internet. <laughs> that has been it. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.